0: Today's burning question, how can we use smart technology in manufacturing to lead the way to a more circular economy?
1: Welcome to Green Talks, a show run by Green Hub, the sustainability office of the University of Twente. I'm your co-host, Klitzia Mocchi.
0: And I'm Fran Karlovic. Join us as we delve into the topics of sustainability, circularity, and the energy transition with guest experts leading the way to a greener future.
1: That's right, so sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of Green Talks.
0: Hi, Glitzia. So, who did you talk to this week, and why are they important?
1: Hi, Fran. This week, I had the pleasure of talking to Sean Young. He is a researcher at UT, and we talked about his work on sustainable economy and uh, how he's developing a model to implement in the process of product development in order to achieve circular economy.
0: All right. Well, w- before we jump into the interview, let me ask you this. What are the Sustainable Development Goals related to this interview? For the listeners that might not know already, Sustainable Development Goals, or SDGs for short, are a collection of 17 objectives proposed by the UN that serve as, and I quote, a shared blueprint for peace and prosperity for people and the planet, now and into the future.
1: In this episode, the most relevant SDG will be SDG 9, Industries, Innovation and Infrastructure. With Yang, we will talk about his new project, Smart Industry Route, which explores how the whole product production process can be made more sustainable with the final goal of achieving a circular process. Furthermore, SDG 12, Responsible Consumption and Production, is relevant too, since smart industry route tries to establish sustainable consumption and production patterns.
0: I mean, it makes sense to focus on this. If we want to achieve a circular economy, that is, to minimize extraction of new materials and keep the ones that we have for as long as possible, we should tackle changing the production process itself. I'm quite interested in hearing what Shun has to say about it, so if you're ready, let's jump right into it. Here is an interview with Shun Yang about smart technology in circular processes.
1: Today we can welcome Shun Yang, an assistant professor specializing in manufacturing systems at the UT. With a global career spanning KIT, MIT, and more, Shun brings us uh, a wealth of experience and expertise in Sino-German collaboration, global production strategy, smart automation, and sustainable manufacturing. Thank you for accepting our invitation, (laughs) Shun.
2: Well, Thank you. you,
1: Um Do you want to give us uh, a bit uh, more insight about your academic background, and maybe also uh, tell us what's your uh, recent research focuses on?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Shun. I worked for KIT in Germany since 2011. I always focusing on uh, production uh, science, especially production system technique. And I did my PhD as well at KIT and uh, academic year for the MIT. Visiting scientists for some the multipliers of technology, and we talk about uh, technology for industry. Always uh, think about smart, but also year by year we focus on sustainability, which is not only for industry itself but also for whole society. It's really really important. Play the significant role.
1: Yes, yeah. I do agree. <laughs> so that sounds really interesting, and we're gonna delve into that in a little bit. But before, uh, we have this question that we like to ask to uh, all our guests so that the listeners can uh, get to you know better. And uh, the question is, what is your most unsustainable guilty pleasure?
2: Whoa, <laughs> a, uh, this is really hard for me. Um, but actually, I think about that one. Um, daily, we, we, or at least I produce some some waste. When I put it in the garbage, I always, oh, this might be not so sustainable, although we thought it already, but yeah. yeah. So you uh, feel
1: you produce yourself a lot of waste.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, this is what I feel. Yeah. You
1: mean mostly at work or also when you're at home or yeah, both I of them. I think at home, both of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I can relate, honestly. <laughs> Unfortunately, we do. <laughs> we all do our best. So um, yeah, I think that's uh, the project you're working right now it's really interesting um, and if you want to talk a, a bit more about that give us more specifics. The project is called NWA Smart Industry Route and uh, what is the goal of this project?
2: Oh, this is uh, um, funded by NWA. And the um, Netherlands government really wants to um, support, the smart and medium-sized enterprise, enterprises of Netherlands and to do more sustainable so that they could safeguard of the future. Um, but meanwhile, only sustainability is not enough. We need to get the enabling technologies really to support them. So they want to publish so-called so smart industry route. So how could we use the smart technology really support SMEs? transfer the current production system or strategy to more sustainable, even more competitive in the future.
1: Yeah. Yes. So you think that smart automation will help us towards a more sustainable economy? Exactly. How yeah. how will that do that? Do you?
2: Yeah. I think uh, if we talk about the smart automation, how could they uh, really support the company to make it better? We need to think about the current status. So in previously, the production very simple. We just produce um, with a big amount and less variants. But right now, the customer really changed the demand. They, they get lots of new um, requirements. So for companies, they should produce much more different variants with less lot size. It's really a challenge for traditional production process. Okay. So the robotics in previous could be pre-programmed they just do step by step. Even the sensors is predefined, so they just like act, do the action very very automatically, but not intelligent.
1: You mean during the production process, exactly. uh, process of a product? Yes. Okay.
2: Now they need to change based on an AI application, based on the smart solutions, so that they could not only follow the programmed things, but they could do more transparent, more adaptive, even self organization.
1: Okay, so, and the overall goal would be to increase the longevity of a product and then um, also being able to um, to know the life cycle of the product so that when it goes back into the circular economy, um, it will... Uh, start a new life? <laughs> yeah,
2: this is a second perspective, actually, a very good point. So, what we just uh, talk about is uh, linear production. So, how can we first step really uh, increase the productivity to realize so called mass customization production? Yes. Well, what you mentioned um, is a very good point to really extend the linear production to circular production. It means once we produced, and then the user used it, we still consider how could we collect the used products and make li- uh, the, the product a second life. Yeah.
1: Yes, and so is this the goal of the uh, smart industry route, to create a circular economy?
2: Yeah, this is a part of uh, the main goals. So the most important supports the companies to be more competitive and productivity is one thing, but the other thing is sustainability, so both are important.
1: Okay, okay. And uh, um, so what's uh, pushing the um, the industries to um, tackle a new, uh, more sustainable uh, process?
2: Um, it, it depends on two uh, root causes. Um, first is uh, from the strategy. So European has already published the Green Deal. They require the companies or industry to do more uh, sustainable, so that provide the very good environment, human being well-being for the next generation, or even next next generation. So there is a
1: push from the government itself. Yeah,
2: this is for one aspe- uh, aspect. The other perspective is on all the um, uh, human or all, all, all the uh, residents. They also think about their own living areas. They r- really want to ensure um, the green development chance or opportunities are equal for all the all the uh, residents as well as the next generation. Yeah,
1: I would say that this uh, new process that uh, you try to implement will lead to an economy that will produce less waste, less energy, and less use of uh, raw materials. Is that right? Yeah, Would correct. you like to elaborate a bit on that? How is that possible? And uh, yeah, what?
2: Yeah, uh, if we talk about the the circular economy or circular production. And the first, what we focus is uh, to do remanufacturing. And um, one of the uh, first step is so-called disassembly. If you think about, if we really could realize a disassembly, it means we don't need to recycle all the materials, need the energy to, to really from the, um, the final product to raw materials. No, we just use, use the products and then make the recondition, for example, and we do the remanufacturing then get the finished products already. So it's costs or it spends less raw materials, corresponding low, uh, low energy consumption and more productivity.
1: Yes, I do see that uh, <laughs> the right way to go, probably. But uh what maybe comes to my mind is that it's a bit hard to assess the the life th- that the product had. So, like how the um, how the um, product lost uh, the value that it had. So, like also if the material it's still uh, usable or uh, if it's not, what's uh, how to understand how to use it some other way. Uh, how would you take care of that with your project?
2: Yeah. And this is uh, one of the steps to do the quality inspection. We call yes. the status um, observation. To really to know what's the status of the used products, then we will design a different remanufacturing route. So for some products, um, it's really good with a nice function. So probably we just reuse. So not for the um, new products, but we can use it for secondary products. Still could cover all the necessary functions, but not, I mean... Uh, so fancy function but very very uh, basic and necessary function. And for other products might be really um, bad condition so couldn't be used easily then probably disassembly the parts and collect only the usable parts and put the rest to the disposal for the recycling. But still better than the one product completely recycled.
1: I do agree. So you, um, you are trying to develop this quality assessment tool with exactly. your project as well. Yes. And uh, uh, will still artificial intelligence or anyway smart automation we ta- will take care of that or uh, is that something that you will rely on humans? Uh, how do you think to tackle this?
2: Perfect point. Um, for the um, inspection process, we really rely on the AI based uh, inspection process. So different cameras, and we also use city, uh, I mean industrial CT, and to get uh, not only surface, but also inside of the products. And then all the data will be merged together, we call it data fusion, and then get the complete, the overall information of these products. The big the, picture. Yeah, this is a <laughs> big picture of products. <laughs> uh, very important, and similar like a healthy check of body, right? Um, but the other side, the human plays very important role, because once we know the products could be disassembled, but we don't know what's the disassembled process. So which is the first step? Uh, should I uh, discrew the first one and or the third one? Or this uh, order still unclear? So human really need to. Uh, we need a human to define the disassemble orders, even for the first or uh, first phase. Um, it's an virtual process, so humans should do some examples for robotics so they can learn from human how to do more efficiently and properly.
1: Yeah, that was actually a question that I really wanted to ask you about because um, while designing this project, did you take into consideration how smart automation will impact human labor? So you're saying that human will s- still be relevant in the whole process?
2: Exactly. So human always more flexible and more intelligent, more innovative. So we still need the human to do the, um, the very important steps. Um, but for some um, process, for example, this a screw uh, it's, or disassemble one screws. Um, this is kind of repeatedly every day and might be very boring for, for, for human. Then we try to uh, use the uh, robotic or cobots. To collaborate with uh, with a human together.
1: Yeah, yeah, machine could take over that. For exactly. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and would you say that still there is a trade off between this sustainable pro- process, but at the same time uh, productivity?
2: I think so. It's um, still we need to consider um, the s- different status of uh, of uh, used products. If you think about right now, we we bought something, we use, then we just dispose. Um, for the Factory, they don't know the exact state of the used products. They need the time to really to <laughs> do the quality assessment. Yeah. They need to find out what's the status indeed. It takes a lot of time. And obviously, it brings the, the challenge if we consider the productivity. Um, therefore, I think the trade-off might be how could we facilitate the quality inspection process. Good thing is, smart automation um, has been developed quite fast. In previously, we take a quality check, uh, might be need 15 minutes. But now, if we use uh, the the very advanced 3D scanner, it might be similar like an uh, airport uh, the safety check. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean not so fast, but somehow you can reduce the time consumption quite dramatically. Then. Um, somehow you get the balance with uh, uh, between productivity and sustainability.
1: Yeah, so this is another goal your your project is working towards, right? Exactly, okay. How to do more
2: efficiently. Yeah.
1: And uh, anyway, even though, so if my understanding is that the efficiency is kind of decreasing, right? Anyway, I, I think I understood that you, you still have a lot of um, partners, like industry partners you are collaborating with. I don't know if you want to talk about uh, who you're working with and the uh, what, um, uh, what's what's inter- the interest? They're interested ad- in participating at this project.
2: Oh, also very, very important point. Actually, you mentioned that the industry partner. Yes, without without industry cooperation, we couldn't finish it or realize the, the the final goal. Um, therefore, we got very good network from different regions. I mean, for example, the south of Netherlands, north of Netherlands, or southeast.
1: Yes, mainly in the Netherlands, right? Yeah,
2: mainly they focus on, that, I mean, completely for some the okay. Netherlands. the <laughs> uh, But as a UT, we are the uh, general coordinator for the whole Netherlands. But the, the other side, we also do the workshops, or the um, projects with the um, east of Netherlands. For example, we talk with uh, Demacon, the Democon, just outside of the campus. Um, we think about how could we do the battery um, or oh, remanufacturing of battery. So Demco also thinking about how to do uh, produce this kind of machines could help us to do disassemble for the batteries. Then this kind of a solutions could even be applied for SMEs who produce or want to do this disassemble of battery in that domain. Besides of Demco, um, I think a different different uh, brancher not uh, for battery but for others like electronic even for the pump of uh, of um, uh, bicycles they also think about disassembly um, additionally in han so in anna the han also called co- cooperate with their uh, industry partners for disassembly and additionally fantu's uh, also even, even source of uh, assembly <laughs> they also talk about the the disassembly with the industry partners so you are really um, you mentioned very, very important points. So, cooperate with in, industry partners. Yes,
1: yeah. so all of your partners are s- focusing on disassembly, but then within different products, right?
2: Yeah, this is a pottery, right? Uh, additionally, mm, I mean, they have uh, um, much more concerns than disassembly itself. They also think about how could do um, flexible production, how could they realize kind of collaborative um, machine-human work or the operation? So, but anyhow, this assembly is one of their major concerns.
1: Yes, yeah. and they are actually already implementing your uh, model in their production, or uh, it's uh, like how is the project going so far?
2: And so far, we have uh, the first proof of concept. This um, so we produce the demonstration. Um, this is a half virtual solutions. So for industry, they are so far they couldn't uh, immediately apply in their daily production, but um, it's already good insight to say, oh, this is possible. We really expect, uh, expect it in the coming few years. They could transfer from demonstration to their daily um, operation. Yes.
1: Yeah. And as you said before, users and consumers are really important in uh, the whole design of this economy since... uh, I mean, the economy starts from the factory itself, but then the product will go into the world and the people (laughs) will use products, right? And so is there something that a consumer could do to help inside this process? Or can we actually think about a product as um, designed in order to be later disassembled?
2: I think so. Actually, the hum- uh, the the consumer is always um, uh, important in the whole. I mean, processes, because the demands come from consumer. So first of all, I think that would be great if the consumers think about or get, have this kind of mindset setting to say, oh, if I want to to buy or purchase something, this should be considered sustainability. So that will motivate the companies to think about how could we design the product more sustainable or even consider the disassemble in advance. Yes. The other side, I think, for the consumer, um, we should provide kind of collection points so that after the use of products, they could um, put the the products in some collection points so that easily get the closed loop logistic and the factory uh, might get better forecast to do the disassemble or even uh, remanufacturing.
1: And do you think that the consumer could uh, help in the quality assessment of the product after they have used the product and they are returning it to the factory or uh, they are just throwing it away?
2: Yeah, actually they could provide a lot of uh, valuable information. Um, now we try to do, actually we try to do the IOT, so Industrial Internet of Things, We want to get some uh, behavior of the users to predict, oh, what's the status of user products? But if, as you said, if the consumer could provide more information, that would be a uh, (laughs) fantastic...
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) Really nice situation, yeah. I think also very important is a human-centric working system. So no matter we develop which kind of uh, smart automation or even AI enabled technologies, but we still keep human as the center. So how, how could we ensure that human get the, the final decision making role and to make the system more efficient to cooperate with human, not like only replace of human? So yes. very important. Yeah.
1: And so, uh, going back to personal, (laughs) what is the motivation that drives you into this project?
2: Um, I think my my personal um, experience was so special. Actually, I did uh, one uh, German project, uh, so-called Resource Efficiency and Sustainable Qualification um, in the year 2012, so almost Oh, 10 years ago. Yes. <laughs> At that moment, we talk about resource efficiency, including energy efficiency, material efficiency, recycling, lots of things, or CSR, corporate uh, social responsibility. At that time, I couldn't um, really well understood why. because then We always struggle with productivity. So for the rest of the resource efficiency, it's fine. But now, if we consider, um, The real competitive focus is not only for this generation, it's for the really long term. If you consider society, we really need to take the responsibility not only for profit or benefits, but also for the development chance for next generations. Yeah, so
1: like in your career, you felt the switch of focus from productivity towards sustainability and uh, like having (laughs) like uh, look for the future as, as well.
2: Absolutely. Future-oriented, I think, it's important. Yeah,
1: yeah and uh, I, I, I can tell that uh, you really care about it and that, that your project is really trying to tackle this. <laughs> so, um, well, thank you very much, Sean, for your time and for sharing with us your interesting work. We wish you the best of luck for continuing your project and uh, look forward to see it implemented in a larger scale soon. Thank you. fran did you enjoy the interview did you like
0: it i really liked the interview actually my favorite part was um the part when he talked about involving consumers and citizens and asking for feedback it was really nice to see how centered around humans he was and how much he as an industry professional somebody who's usually removed from um the wider population was so open to receiving feedback and wanting to improve and wanting to stay in touch with um yeah everybody else so that was inspiring
1: i also appreciated that and uh, i was not expecting it but at the end yeah i said many times that consumers are are really important and uh, they're also a really um, important part for the overall um, circular chain of the economy so it makes sense that he also wants to involve them and i also liked how he was not only asking for a feedback but also for new inputs so like new ideas, new innovation possibilities. That's what's really interesting.
0: Mm. What also stuck out to me is uh, the fact that he didn't shy away from talking about interplay between human labor and automation. Because usually whoever is doing something in automation, it can be kind of an uncomfortable question about, okay, but what is the purpose of the human in this? Is this going to create loss of jobs and similar? And he actually himself wanted to talk about how he wants to see cobots, he called them. Robots that cooperate with humans. Uh, And really, he sees uh, value in making robots and humans work together and sense together and build together and disassemble together. Uh, So that was quite interesting and inspiring to see from somebody who is that deep into the industry.
1: Yeah, I I was really pleased myself that he brought it up by himself. And um, I really appreciated uh, that he was more... For an interaction between humans and robots, that's why actually I did prepare a question about that because I would expect that maybe he didn't really focus on that, or uh, uh, since he is actually developing this smart ato- automation project, he was more like uh, towards <laughs> power to AI or something like that.
0: <laughs> no, but, but he really was. It was no.
1: not. Yeah, it was really nice.
0: Even before the interview, just for the viewers, while we were entering the um, the stairway, he was talking about human centered design. Did about the door that was in the entrance so immediately when he said it just entering a stereo i was like oh this guy is gonna <laughs> he's gonna know about uh, human interactions yeah, with robots that
1: happened actually that's true
0: what about the sustainability aspect of it all so he talks a lot about we, we talk now a lot about the, the human contact to technology yes. which is part of sustainability yes. in a more holistic sense but what about directly circular economy?
1: Well, I found really interesting the concept of design for this assemble, which I feel could be really a nice uh, input for the development of a circular economy, because it's from there that you start using less raw products. So then you also use, uh, you also produce less waste and uh, hopefully also use less energy. So I feel that this is, these are three of the main things, main goals that his project is going to achieve.
0: Yeah, an interesting aspect is how this project is really at the interplay of science, technology, and society. The how he, you need both innovations and technological uh, advancements to create the possibility of a circular chain and to really reuse materials and disassemble in the in the smallest loop possible. But also societal change. He's working a lot with companies, and here uh, he really wants people to involve themselves in this, so yes. that we can create a more holistic. Uh, system for, for circularity.
1: Yes, and the whole project, even though it's about automation, it's a lot, like as you mentioned as well, is human-centered. So, yeah, I do agree with uh, what you said.
0: So, if our listeners were interested or intrigued by this interview, uh, which other episodes of Green Talks could they listen to?
1: Yes, from season one. I feel that you guys could be really interested in listening to episode two, where Thomas, the last host of the podcast, talked about energy transition and sustainable te- development. And also episode six, it was really interesting. Uh, it, talk, it talks about uh, circular economy, sustainable supply chain, and also talks about the minor in circular economy transition that is available at UT, which goes back to the... Uh, Uh, master specialization that Sean also talked about. So that's really interesting. Uh, uh, We can see that at at UT as well, there's a change also in the academia in part towards sustainability.
0: Thank you for listening. If you would like to stay updated on all new episodes, make sure to subscribe to Green Talks on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it's Spotify, Google Podcasts, Deezer or more.
1: You can also find video versions of the podcast on YouTube. We are your hosts, I'm Klicia, and Fran. Rawan Alfadel is helping us behind the scenes with preparations and research. Melania Ardelan is our editor. The show is organized by Green Hub, the sustainability office at the University of Twente in Enschede, Netherlands. See you in the next episode of Green Talks.